Hey beautiful, I am so happy that you are here. My name's Courtney. I'm a wife, a toddler mom, and a 30-something year old Ohio girl just trying to find my thing. In this podcast, it's all about transparency with ourselves and each other. If you hang with me, we are going to build a community where self-care isn't selfish. Talking about anxiety and depression is as easy as asking about your favorite color. And we're going to try every damn day to be the best version of ourselves. So if you're ready to chase your own dreams, even after chasing around a little one, then you're in the right place. This is Chasing Courage. Hey guys, I want to give a little disclaimer here before we jump into today's episode. For this episode of Chasing Courage, I am interviewing an absolutely amazing human being, and I couldn't be more excited and just honored that she chose to come on and share her story and be vulnerable uh, with myself and with you all as my audience. But I felt the need to come on here before we dive into that for two reasons. One being that I know some of you, uh, being mothers, listen to Chasing Courage um, when your children may be around. And I would encourage you for this particular episode to select a different date or time to to press play uh, on this interview and this conversation just because there is some topics of conversation and some words that are used uh, that are not necessarily the most friendly for our little one's ears. And I also want to just disclaim here and put out uh, a trigger warning that suicidal ideation and um, suicide in general is spoken about um, within this conversation. So again, uh, uh, another reason that maybe possibly we don't want our, our kiddos listening in depending on their age. Um, and then also for any of you who are suffering or have suffered with something like this in the past, Ian may not feel um, mentally or emotionally ready to listen to um, a conversation of that sort at this time. But nonetheless, this this interview, this conversation is going to have you dropping your jaw, laughing, shaking your head in agreement, and so much more. The the animation and the um, transparency that, that Claude Racine Valensky showed to me was just completely out of this world. And I sincerely hope that um, one day in the very near future, um, when, Chasing Cure, when Chasing Courage has a online community and a platform where we can all connect with one another, that I will bring her on as a as a keynote speaker within the group. That way you guys can all um, just really see and soak in everything that is her badass self as, um, as a mother and as a woman. So without further ado, here's my interview with Claude. All right. Hey guys, welcome back to Chasing Courage. I am your host, Courtney. And today we have an interview I am so, so pumped about. I am here with Claude Racine Belinsky. Did I pronounce that correctly? That was so perfect. Like yes. the most perfect ever. Yes. <laughs> so guys, I'm so, so excited. Um, Claude is a professional dancer and choreographer, and I kind of discovered you or started following you um, when I started doing 21 Day Fix, uh, the cool. Beachbody program. Mm-hmm. So you and then Samantha Joe, I was like, who are these girls? I need to go <laughs> find them on Instagram. Um, 
so that's kind of like how I started following you. And then more specifically, I totally fell in love with you and your message ever since um, your little guy came into the world. So that's what I want to talk about today. But before we get too deep into that, will you just share, you have your bio is like extensively long, but will you just share <laughs> with, with my listeners, um, you know, just a little bit about you, where you're from, where you currently live, and then maybe some of the, uh, the highlights of your career thus far. Hi, everyone, and thank you, Courtney, for having me. Yes. Um, I was originally born in a little town called Belleuil in um, the outskirts of Montreal, Quebec, Canada. And when I was eight, my dad moved us to the States, to Arizona, and then I moved to Arkansas. And then at 20, I was like, get me out of here, and I moved to L.A. to pursue a dance career. And almost 20 years of living in LA, we decided to move to Vegas. So now we're in Las Vegas. Ooh, fun. Yeah, just way more space, uh, way more affordable cost of living. Yeah. You know, there's <laughs> lots of plus side. And when COVID hit, it was like, why are we in LA? Like yeah. the whole industry shut down and we're paying thousands of dollars in rent. So anyways, yeah, we made the move here. Um, you know, I've done a few, I think... <laughs> Some of my favorite things I've done is um, I toured with Avril Lavigne and I've worked with Chris Brown, J-Lo, um, choreographer Will and Grace and Fuller House. Um, man, you know. Yeah, you know, you definitely hit on some of the high, like the ones that I look at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's so legit. Yeah, it's, it's, it, I mean, it's cool. You know, I did it for so long, but it's still like whenever we choreograph, Will and Grace and Fuller House, I was like, this is so weird. Like I am standing next to people I used to watch on my TV growing up. And that's just so weird. And I'm telling them what to do. It's bananas. So, I mean, th in those two specific shows, like, oh my gosh, so amazing. Yeah. So, so cool. Amazing. And then, so you are, you're married. Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about your, your hubby. So I'm married to Noah Valinsky, and um, he's also known as Cupcake in the Beach Body World. Yes, <laughs> um, and it's so funny. He the reason that he's named Cupcake is because he has a cupcake um, tattoo on his ankle, and Kane from the original Twenty One Day Fix on set started calling him that. Now the reason he has that tattoo is because of his ex girlfriend's nickname was Cupcake. Oh, so God. when I I literally met him when he was filming Twenty One Day Fix, and I was like do people, we're really going to have to call you Cupcake, which is like your ex-girlfriend's nickname. Great. Um, <laughs> but anyways, we met on a dance job and then we, um, we decided to like choreograph together a few years back. And so we teamed up and have been choreographing together ever since. And he does a lot of commercial work still. And um, he just did a masked dancer. So he's very much still in that world where like I've taken a back seat and not a back seat, but I like to be behind the camera now. Yeah. So, gotcha. Yeah. So, so cool. Yeah. Um, and then tell us about your, your little guy. So let's see. Oh my gosh. No one. I've all almost been married three years and we got married in Vegas actually. Oh, okay. In, yeah. In Henderson. And then Nova is what he'll be 15 months on the 12th. Oh. So mm -hmm. 15 months ago, we, um, well, I, let's be honest. <laughs> yes. Nova, not we. Yeah. I did that. Okay. Yep. And, um, he is, oh man, 
he is full of energy. He's so smart and like so strong. He started walking at seven and a half months old. Whoa. Yeah. He is like a maniac. They say that your baby gets the gene makeup or whatever of of parents when they conceive you. So if that's true, I had just finished filming 21 Day Fix Extreme. Like the last day we filmed is when I found out I was pregnant. Oh my god! In the bathroom on set. Oh my gosh. So interesting. Yeah. So we were like so fit and Nova is a machine. Like he's a tank, just strong. He climbs things, his vocabulary, like he's starting to put words together into small sentences and Mm -hmm. it's just, it's wild. That is so unbelievably amazing. So cool. And he's adorable as well. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so you know, I want to, I want this conversation to obviously be focused on kind of two different parts. I want to focus on the mental health aspect, um, of motherhood. And after we have our babies, um, Mm -hmm. and then kind of like the body journey is the second part, but I do want to mention real quick, which literally I know we could do an entire episode on this, but you had mentioned before we pressed record, um, that you were on the down to birth podcast. Yeah. And I, I list, I listened to that a couple of days ago and I didn't know that you gave birth at home. I yes. mean, so like when you're like, yeah, yeah, I gave birth to him. Like you gave birth at home. Like at that's an extra on my bed. Seriously. So, I mean, once I heard it though, I wasn't surprised because I'm just like, you, like you're a badass. <laughs> You're, you're welcome. So sweet. Thank you. you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I'm going to actually link that in our show notes for this episode because I would love for people oh, cool. to go over and listen to that because that's a whole another story, like I yeah. said. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so one thing that you said at the end of that interview, uh, which I totally related to, was you said um, the postpartum part was hard actually harder than the actual birth. Yes. In like the fact that you gave birth at home without all of the hospital medications. I mean, I think that that just, (laughs) yeah, that really paints a picture for the struggle that you were or have been dealing with, um, you know, mentally since, since Nova came into Mm. the world. Did you experience any type of depression, anxiety, et cetera, prior to having Nova? Not one day of my life, no. Oh my god! I didn't even know what that felt like. No idea. Like the uh, the the only anxiety I can even think about experiencing is like the nervous, anxious before I performed in front of massive audiences or like auditions. Yep. Yeah. See, and that's so that's so interesting because um, for myself, leading up to getting pregnant and um, giving birth to my son, I remember saying specifically, well. I'm on medication for anxiety and depression. So I told my husband, like, buckle up. I'm a pretty good candidate, right? I'm a good candidate for this postpartum depression stuff because I've already dealt with yeah. it. I'm already on the medication for it. Um, oh, wow. But in that sense, I I mean, not that I was grateful, but I don't know of another word. Like, you're grateful because you at least know what some of those feelings are, mm-hmm. whereas you're like, I've never felt those feelings in my life. Mm-mm. So what was that like when you first started to feel those feelings? And then I guess a second part would be, what were those feelings? Um, man, like the, it's, 
you know, I had so much joy being pregnant. Like I was so happy and I would, I waited till I was 38. Like I waited till I was definitely ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quote mm-hmm. unquote. To do <laughs> yep. this. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was, it was actually like the biggest shock that I've ever experienced. I wasn't ready for it. I didn't think it would happen to me. I always took life, like whatever happens to me, I took it well, like mm-hmm. I handled problems and things well. And this was something I felt like I couldn't fix. I felt like I was trapped in this now for the rest of my life. And in my head, I was like, this is the biggest mistake that I made. And what can I do to like, go back? But there is nothing you can do. And like, I would have thoughts of adoption, like for real. I definitely thought about taking my own life on several occasions where like things would just get so overwhelming. And I didn't want to put that on Noah yeah, who had to be around me every day. And I was like, this might just be easier to just, because there's like no turning back. And the anxiety came from like not knowing what my life is going to be like and if I was ever going to be happy again and also missing my old life so much. Like I just wanted it to be me and Noah again and my who I was before with no worry, the sleep that I used to get. You know, I just wanted old Claude back, old Claude and Noah back. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. Like it consumed my thoughts. And it wasn't even anxiety about, oh, is Nova going to die? Is he breathing? Is he sick? Because I knew that little guy was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like babies are resilient. Yep. But I did get anxiety like when it came to baby sleep and baby feeding. And like, I just wanted it all to go perfectly. I'm super type A. And when he wouldn't sleep perfectly or when he wouldn't eat, I would just panic. People around me would be like, you know, Claude, are you okay? You know, or, or just relax. If I could just relax, I fucking would. (laughs) Like, do you think I want to be this worried? Do you think I want to feel nauseous? And do you think I want to feel like a psychopath? No. Mm -hmm. Anyways, it's, it was all that. I literally, I'm not like being like in this space that I am trying to build this community that I am. I talk to like a lot of like new moms. I don't want to say young moms, but just, you know, new, whatever, Mm -hmm. whether you're 21 or 41, when you have your baby. Yeah. Yes. And when you say stuff, it's like, you're just saying what I like to try to articulate. Like it's, and you, I don't know. I feel like, I really think that there's a lot more women that feel the way that we do. Like the terms that you use, like trapped or missing my old life or obsessing over my old life. But I think a lot of women are scared to say that. But I I sit there and I go, what's the fear? Like, why are you afraid to say this is happening to me? Because you're supposed to look like you have it all together or that Mm -hmm. you are enjoying this. Like, Mm -hmm. I would love to hear from a mom who experienced what we did and was afraid to say it and why she was afraid. Yeah, no, 100% me too. Um, And yeah, like, I mean, what you said about you and Noah, like you miss the old Claude, you miss the old you and Noah. Like I, me and my husband, one thing that we used to do, he um, has a motorcycle. We would go on rides all the time together. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, you literally can't go you, like what we're going to get a babysitter to go for a 20 minute motorcycle ride. Like, no, no. But what's crazy is like in the beginning, it feels like it's going to be like that forever. Right. 
And if, when you don't know any better, you're like, oh my gosh, this is now my life. And I don't like it. Yeah. Like, and another thing is like, Noah could just get up and go on a bike ride but you and could. he would still go. And then I would be trapped and he could still, you know, go to the gym, but I couldn't, especially in the beginning when you're breastfeeding. And like, I also didn't enjoy that part. And, you know, that was a whole thing. I just felt trapped. And I think when you have a baby, when you're older, mm-hmm. you know, you've lived so long one certain way. That's such a good point. I've lived as independent, free spirited move. I've lived in Germany. I moved to Vegas. I've traveled everywhere for my work. And now all of a sudden I'm 38 and can't do anything. And I never wanted kids until I met Noah. So it's not like I spent my whole life being like, Oh my God, I can't wait to be a mom. Like I did, wasn't going to be a mom. That and wasn't the plan. No. And I mean, we planned for Nova. We tried right. for a year before he was conceived, but yeah. Um, yeah. And I just remember thinking like, I just want to cuddle with my husband again. Like I want to lay in my bed because in the beginning, and it was only for four weeks, which when you look at it now, you're like, that's not that long of a time, but in, in the moment it feels so long. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Nova could only sleep on one of us. So like we would take shifts and I would feed Nova. Then Noah would take him in the living room and be with him. So I could have peace in the room and sleep for two and a half, three hours. Then we would switch. And uh, my mom one day was like, let me take Nova and you go lay in the room with Noah. And I remember laying in the bed and I just immediately started crying. And I was like, oh my God, it's like somebody threw you in jail and you're like, get me out of here. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I just want to <laughs> be able to like go live my life the way I used to, but you know, and now I'm dealing with like feelings of a little bit of guilt towards Nova because I'm like, man, I, maybe I didn't feel so safe for him, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. It's, it's so much in that area. Yeah. I, t- and I, I mean, I really appreciate, um, also you sharing your like I had thoughts of taking my own life. That was something for me that up until maybe the last six months or so that I've felt comfortable sharing. Mm-hmm. And my son is almost three. Oh, wow. But I, I mean, there was, it was literally the day that my husband went back to work. So my son was a couple weeks old and it was my first day alone with him. Oh my God. I literally... I don't know if I've shared this on my podcast yet. So this might be <laughs> a big deal, but so my husband leaves, but we were in the hospital for a week together. We had some complications. So literally like a full week in the hospital. Then we come home and my husband was with me for another week. So, okay. Maybe my son was two and a half weeks old and my mom was going to come over later. So it wasn't like I was going to be there whole day by myself, but I remember my son just crying and I felt all these, I felt mad at him for crying. I felt inadequate because I couldn't stop the crying. Mm-hmm. Um, we had two dogs at the time and they were you know, just barking and misbehaving. So I just felt like the world was out of control. Oh my gosh. I texted my husband and I was like, I need you to come home from work. He told me that he couldn't. And I got super scared. I got super scared and I called my OBGYN and I was like, I'm not going to hurt my son, but I might hurt myself and I need somebody to help me. And they were like, get in the car and come here right now. 
So I packed my son up and we went to my OBGYN's office and I just sat there and cried. Oh my God. Oh my God. Thank God you called them. Like, and it was one of those things where I honestly, and I don't know if you want to be like this open, but I never thought in the handful of times I've had these feelings in the last three years, I've never thought of how would I do it? Where would I do it? When would I do it? But it was just this feeling of like, I want to be away. I, I don't want to be in this moment. And tomorrow, I don't want to have to deal with it. And um, I remember my OB, he held my hand and he was like, the fact that you are here and that you are crying is literally such a good thing. He was like, you know, you're not, you're not blank. You, you have emotion. Yeah, Um, that's true. You know, like the fact that we, that we care about this. Um, Mm -hmm. So, and then, then that's when I learned more of the, okay, this is suicidal ideation and not a plan for suicide. Yes. Okay. So is that kind of more so where you were? I mean, I definitely like would envision very clear ways of doing it, which was all because my husband has a gun mm. and it was always that like very That's a whole other element. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would always like picture me going and grab it, you know, and being like, okay, like that would li- literally in two seconds, I could oh my relieve myself of this feeling I have to confront every day. Like I didn't look forward to waking up. I, I didn't want that. I did not want that life anymore. And it's not just that it's, you expected it to be something so beautiful. Like I couldn't wait for Nova to be born. Like, oh, I can't wait to meet you. And, and not only is it like you feel that way, but it, you come from a place of such a high, like, oh my gosh, we're going to have a son and yay. And oh mm-hmm. my God. And then dark. And yeah. my mom used to say, don't worry, it'll get better. You know? And I'd be like, okay, but like, when, like, are we talking when he's six months? Are we talking when he's a year? Like, how long am I going to have to confront this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, nobody ever really has an answer. Yeah. And so I would just wake up every day and Nova would take me on these long walks and talk to me and go, it's going to be okay. I would worry about like, well, what about when we get back to LA and there's no more COVID? Cause I was actually a little bit happy that COVID happened because then I didn't feel so alone being inside by myself. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. everyone, everything closed down. Nobody could go out. Right. So, um, but then I was like, what about when it stops and, you know, autumn invites us over for a party. Like I can't go. Are you going to go without me? Like Noah and I did everything together for, you know, four years and I didn't want to lose that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it was just finally at like around four months, things got way better. Like something just kind of lifted when Mm -hmm. he started sleeping more regularly and I could like plan, you know, Mm -hmm. a little Mm -hmm. bit more. Yeah. I would still definitely have moments where I was like, man, like, oh, Mm -hmm. how, yeah. You know? And um, how does how you felt then compare with how you feel now when he's almost a year and a half? Oh, I mean, everything is way, way better now and much brighter. And I will say, like, I think Noah and I are still trying to find our way as a couple with a baby. Mm-hmm. It's hard because we've had all this time just for him and I, you know. And now not only do we need time for him and I, but we need time to ourselves because we don't have as much time to be alone. 
So, um, you know, we're still trying to find our way with that. But as far as no, he's so easy, you know, and I'm absolutely obsessed with him now. Like, I love him. I look forward to waking up and seeing him. I look forward to hanging out with him. And I was like you in the beginning, I, I was scared to be alone with Nova mm-hmm. because I didn't know if I would be able to like fix whatever would go wrong with yep. him. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather be there with Noah and be a team. Yep. And like the two of us can go, okay, he's crying a lot. You take him. I take yeah. him. Mm-hmm. A teammate. Yep. So Noah would leave. He booked a few jobs when Nova was first born and would be on set for like 12, 13, 14 hours. And like, I would just, you just sit there and you have to do it. You have Mm -hmm. to confront it. But now I have no fear. Like I take Nova everywhere with me. You know, we go eat at places. He's actually like a little tiny human I can connect with where in the beginning, Uh you're just holding, you're keeping this thing alive. That's it. Yep. I remember saying to a friend of mine when Chase was about six months old, I said, I'm starting to like him now. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that it's just, it's just real. Like literally yeah. because for the, fr- you're, I'm changing your diaper. I'm feeding you. You're keeping me up from sleeping. Okay. You're cute. And I'm taking pictures of you and posting them online. Yeah. But like, but- I don't feel this like, oh my gosh, type of feeling that it seems like everybody else does. Right. Which is like, I know there are some women that do. I'm not going to say everyone's lying. Yeah. Cause you know, even Noah has four sisters and one of them, Aaron has three kids. And like, she really wanted to be a mom. She loves babies. She wanted to see Nova all the time when he was like, you know, she just loves it. Yeah. You know, I always said like, I'm not going to have kids. I love kids. But what I didn't realize was I've never really been around a newborn (laughs) or a Mm -hmm. baby. So I, I didn't know what they needed. And I just spent literally like all my time daydreaming about all my single friends who were like at home doing whatever during COVID and sleeping whenever they wanted to and this and that. And, um, you know, going to see friends and, and just being like, what did I do? Mm-hmm. And now that I know who Nova is, it's like hard because that little dude's always been in there. Yeah. Since birth. I'm like, man, if I had known you, like I know now, then Mm -hmm. maybe I would have felt differently toward you, but I, there's no way to go back. There isn't, Uh -uh. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's another thing I think is that, you know, me having almost three-year-old, I think that with every age, like maybe even literally every six months, there's like something that gets better, but then there are some things that are harder. Like, my mm-hmm. son's tantrums are out of this world. <laughs> I literally still don't know how to handle and cope with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then he, I mean, he's so like, we literally have conversations back and forth because his vocabulary so cool. is so good. And like, I love that. So it's like, I can literally go from one hour, like you are my best buddy. You're my bro to yep. the next minute. I'm like, but babe, take him away from me. I need to go breathe. He's driving me bananas, yep. you know? Yes. Um, and your, your son's at that perfect age where I'm sure he's just getting into all of that. And then, I, th- you know, um, I think about, well, what's it going to be like when he's a teenager and what will be, you know, obviously the hard part's going to be, oh, he is driving a car and is, is there a girl with him or, you know, like all those, yep. all those unforeseeable things. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's my mom always says though, she's like, well, at least you'll be able to handle those because you'll have sleep. Cause in the beginning, it's like, you have all those things where you're changing a diaper and then while you're changing it, they poop. So you're changing again (laughs) where, and I literally in my head, Courtney was like, okay, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to feed this baby. And then he's going to go back to sleep. Okay. He'll wake up in two hours. I'll feed him again. But no, that's not how it goes down. Cause they don't always <laughs> want to eat yeah. and then they don't just fall back asleep, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, now I have sleep and he sleeps like an angel. Yeah. Thank goodness. Sleep Thanks. is such a huge thing. It's, I mean, it's the number one, most important thing. Like for, for a human being, for mm-hmm. your body to function well, for your mind to be healthy. Um, you know, so I, when he was four weeks old, somebody recommended me a sleeping course by taking care of babies on Instagram. And yeah. sh- that night at four weeks, I like wrapped him up in his little swaddle, did what she said yeah. and put him down. And he slept for the first time in his bassinet for four hours straight. And I oh. got to cuddle with Noah and I was like, okay, this is essential. Like, yeah, yeah. This is, oh my a, gosh. yeah. So like now there's a schedule, you know, and he naps at 1230 or one and he wakes up around this time. And then at this time you go to bed and I know he'll sleep 11 and a half, 12 hours. So I can just, it's just more bearable, you know? Yeah. And then I wake up and I'm excited to see him because I got a break from him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody, yep. nobody should be around each other even your, like, especially your kids yeah, that long, like yep. <laughs> you need a break from each other. Yeah. Yeah. I so agree. Yeah. I get it. Um, all right. Well, I want to make the transition here from mm. kind of the mental to the physical yep. and I, <laughs> there, there's like a couple of different posts, which I know I mentioned to you, but there was, you know, one specifically you did at the beginning of this year in, um, January, oh, 2021, mm-hmm. um, you know, you talked about you were tired of being angry at your body. And Ugh. again, like I like I, I read that and I'm like, that's what I've been feeling, but I couldn't put the words to articulate it. Or um, in another one, you mentioned, I keep waiting to buy new clothes until I'm more in shape. Mm-hmm. And literally, I'm not exaggerating to you. I wore maternity clothes until I was 18 months postpartum because I just felt more comfortable in them. Like, okay, the thing comes up over the belly and my belly is not going away. And it was literally for me a game changer when I'm like, okay, my son is one and a half. I'm not wearing maternity jeans. I'm just going to accept that I'm two sizes bigger and go buy jeans in that size. Oh my God. Yep. It's so hard, but yes. Yeah. I mean, um, and you have this whole other element to it, right? Because your profession is so focused on your health and your body. So just talk to me about that. Um, well, I wish people could see your face and your facial expression. Oh my God. I wish everyone could see my facial expression because they say a lot. Yeah, they sure do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I love seeing people's facial expressions. Like it's one of my favorite, like human things. Like I observe anyway. uh, Yeah. It's it's not like I've I've never felt pressured to look a certain way, but I just was always fit because mm-hmm. I'm a dancer. I dance all the time, and then once you start doing it professionally, like you just. But I never really had to work for it, and I think when I turned like 28 was when I gained and was at my heaviest, which was like 144 pounds. 
something like that. And comfortably, I like being at like 125, 130, let's say my whole life prior to that. So I started running, eating healthy, lost the weight like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was like, okay, cool. So I know like if this happens again, I know how to get it back. Yeah. Yeah. Even before I started 21 day fix, I kind of had lost my way and I did ultimate portion fix. We shot, I lost, I think it was like 13 pounds in, in six weeks. And I was like, Oh, I feel great. Yeah. So I knew once I gave birth to Nova that I would just implement those things that I know and I would get back to whatever. Mm-hmm. No. And on top of that, COVID happened when Nova was, I think, six weeks old. Yeah. He was just born. Yeah. Or two months old or something mm-hmm. like that. And um, so my anxiety, the depression, any, the only time I felt better was like, we went to my parents' house in Arkansas when Nova was nine weeks old, when COVID hit, I was like, I don't want to be in LA. Let's go stay with my parents. We'll have help from my mom. My dad cooks. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't wait till dinner time. And I would just eat whatever I wanted. We would drink wine. You know, once I stopped breastfeeding, I just went full throttle. And yeah. I think with all that, I, you know, anxiety feeds Hashimoto's and thyroid problems and all that. And I just created this monster in my body. And with the intention always of being like, oh, you know, once I decide to lose the weight, I will. And two rounds of nine week control freak later, which is 18 weeks long. I think I lost like nine pounds total in the first five of those were in the first week. So, you know, it was water weight. So, and I have so many friends that are dancers that had kids when they were a little younger and they just bounce back. So Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there watching all these new moms, you know, and they're dancers. So they're very comfortable in their bodies and they're posting um, half naked photos. And I'm like, wait, what (laughs) the fuck? I'm sorry, but I am working my tail off here Uh and I'm seeing like barely anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you've got the people and I know they're just trying to help Courtney, but like, it's just accept your body, you know, and you gave birth and you created a human. I don't care. So what mm-hmm. does that mean that like now my body goes to crap? I, it was another one of those things where, okay, I had lost so much control mm-hmm. after I had Nova. I had no control over anything. Okay. This human was in control and as they should be, they, they don't know. So yeah. I get it. But mm-hmm. Then I thought, okay, my body is the last thing I can control. Like I'm having a hard time even controlling my thoughts and my mental health, which what the heck, that's not like me. Now my body wants to take over and say, you know what? No, I'm going to control you and I'm going to stay thick like this. (laughs) And like, I just got so angry and I'm watching Noah like lose weight and chiseled and and, it, and you go to the gym and these women walk in and they look amazing and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Just bring me back to that. Mm-hmm. Come on. What yep. the hell? Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I read somewhere that you said you gained 40, 40 Five. Pounds, 45 pounds in your pregnancy. Yeah. Um, I gained 55. And I know for me when I was pregnant – like I did it to myself. Like I was mm-hmm. like, I am pregnant. 
Yep. I'm going to eat all the things I'm going to enjoy myself. Yep. Uh, I did work out a little bit, um, but nothing as much as what I was doing previously. And I just thought and told myself, like, I'll just bounce back. Yep. Like I'll be fine. I'll just bounce back. And yep. seriously, so discouraging. Um, and I think what also, I don't, I, I want to articulate this, right. But like seeing somebody like you, who like, you'll post a picture and you're like, this is my before, or this is what I'm unhappy with. And then me, I look and I'm like, I want to just look like what you're complaining about. (laughs) Yeah. But I, I like that because it just shows that every woman, no matter their shape, size, age, we all just have like things that we don't like or insecurities or just a desire to be better. Yeah. You know what? Am I saying that? Yeah. And you know, I had a couple ladies on my last post uh, comment, like you are in shape period, like very dry. And to me, body shaming goes so far beyond, like, you can't be mad at the skinny girl. You can't be mad at the thick girl and you can't be mad at the fat girl. And, and you, you know, you can't look at me and say you're in shape. Cause to me, to, yeah, for my perception and what yep. I'm used to, I am not in shape. Yeah. And a million people can look at me and go, Oh, Claude, you look great. But to me, I don't. And that's my reality. And people have to accept that. And it's in no one's place to say anything different. Yeah. Um, I like just, you can appreciate and take the compliment. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's not going to change my mind about how I feel or what I want to do. Right. And I don't, you know, it's funny because a lot of a lot of things I post, people will message me and be like, oh, Claude, you know, get ready for the Karens, you know, like the, the people that come in and say, don't yeah. do that or don't let Nova do. I never get anything like that. Like, it's so funny. People are very supportive. They're always kind. Yeah. And that, that was the first time when I posted that photo that like, it wasn't like, oh, Claude, don't be so hard on yourself. You are in shape. It was just like, what are you talking about? You are in shape. You know, um, they're like angry that I'm saying that, which I can understand that viewpoint. Mm-hmm. But if somebody is thin and, or, or they're like, you know, I just wish I had like a little more muscle. It, who am I to say you're perfectly fit? Yeah. To them, they're not. Yeah. And everyone's got different levels and different bars and like, what does it mean to be fit and healthy? And what are their, what is their body used to looking and feeling like? And I'm not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I so much, I tell, um, for the past year and a half, I've been seeing a therapist and I tell her all the time and continue to, because I'm still, I'm like 30, 35 pounds away from being what I want to be at. And I'll say, I really truly believe that if I could just reach and not, and not even a specific number, but just lose some weight or feel more confident that my mental stuff would be better like my anxiety, my depression, I personally, I felt so much of that was connected. Like I'd be angry at my body. Like you said, Mm -hmm. I'm angry at my body. So that's making me anxious or making me feel like poop about myself. Yes. It does definitely doesn't help. No, the, like the anxiety, I definitely don't have anymore. Thank God. That's Um, amazing. Yeah. The, the depression, like it, it, I can get triggered. And um, now it's more about like, you know, body stuff and not being it and kind of like, um, I, I literally go, okay, 
it's not a curse being a woman, but like to some form, it's almost not fair that we go through all that. We go through the labor and we go through all that pain. And then on top of that, you want to not let us have the body that we had before <laughs> yeah. because we did all that. Like this isn't adding up. Okay. Like this is not adding up at all. And in my mind, I go, it shouldn't be that way. And it isn't that way for some women, you know, mm-hmm. they, they just bounce back very quickly. Um, and I go, well, what is it? Why are our bodies affected so negatively in our mind? Like why yeah. is having a baby so tragic? If you want to really think about it that way, traumatic for some of us, like, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much the same thing we go through when, when you talk to moms who experience anxiety and depression postpartum, it's very much like the same thing. Mm-hmm. We're all experiencing the same story. And mm-hmm. I go, what is that? Like life giving life to me doesn't equate what we go through. Like literally there's women who do kill themselves because of it. And it is so taxing on, on you physically and mentally and I go, why? Right, right. Like the the reward should be more joyful. <laughs> but, and then you go, okay, having a toddler now is difficult. Like Nova will literally like throw tantrums and want to be picked up every two seconds or he'll be fine one minute and the next minute he's like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that whine, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yep, yep. And I'm like, okay, what is... This is going to sound so bad, but like, what is the point? And also (laughs) I felt bad for a long time bringing a human to this planet. So I dealt with that. I was like, man, what did I do? This planet is very hard. And now COVID it's even harder. And I, and I still struggle, but I know that his spirit would have gone to somewhere. So I'm glad that he came here. Yeah. He's yours. Mm-hmm. And then I also think like as women and as moms, we carry most of the responsibility no matter what. Like Noah is an amazing dad. He watches Nova every morning for like five hours and while I work. But the thinking about like nap time, is the temperature in his room okay? Um, you know, does he have food to eat for dinner? Does he have enough food for snacks? Uh, like all those things. Is he running out of pajamas? Do I have to clean his sheets? Like, I'm sorry, but I'll be working and then a thought will pop up. And we yes. are constantly just, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, and sometimes I just want to be relieved of that. Yeah. <laughs> but, like worrying about those things. Yeah. Or yeah. even if I do get a break and somebody says, hey, Claude, like go to LA and, you know, spend a couple days there. I'm going to go, but I'm still going to be like, did they put him down for his nap at the right time? <laughs> You know, did yes. they put him down for it? And, but, and then you look and you go, and if they didn't, like, what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> and people, Noah's always like, Chloe's going to be fine. And I'm like, listen, I know you think that, but it helps me to stay sane if he's on a schedule mm-hmm. and if he gets his sleep and his right amount of awake time. And I know that also, Courtney, like, because your son's almost three, like, that gets easier in that department the older they get. Yeah. But it's, yeah. I, I'm also watching my brother raise his uh, son because we all live together right now. Mm-hmm. His son is nine 
And that has its own challenges. Right. Exactly. And I'm like, what's the reward? Like, do I die and get something in the next lifetime? And then I think about moms (laughs) who have like multiple children. And let me tell you something. I bow down so hard and so low to all moms, all moms, Mm -hmm. but like moms with multiples. Yes. Yep. (laughs) I say this all the time. I'm like, there needs to be a 15 minute silence, moment of silence worldwide every day. (laughs) I love this. <laughs> to worship the freaking ground we walk on because I, I think we are very much like not respected and appreciated as women and as moms. And we've done that to ourselves, but like the way that we should be because of everything we go through. Yeah. Yeah. Is that too much to ask? Well, and I'm so happy that like you brought that up about like moms with multiples because in, um, the interview that you did uh, down to birth, yeah, they mentioned something about when or if you have another one. And then the other lady goes, I can see you shaking your, your head. Yeah, no. And I mm-hmm. also just love that so much because again, this is a whole nother conversation, but um, I just wanted to touch on it. I think that it's like something's wrong with us if we don't want another one. And yep. I, oh, there's just, there's so much external influence to do the thing, but I'm like, okay, when I sit by myself alone, which d- doesn't happen as much as I want it to, <laughs> no. but when n- not with my husband's input, not my mother-in-law's, not my mom's, no social media, do I want another child? No. no, I don't want to do it again. But that is one thing that I'm very good at and have been my whole life is like, I didn't Drowning it out. Any- I didn't care what anybody said. I didn't care what anybody thought they wanted for me, what they thought was good for me, what they thought I should do. I was like, I don't give a flying F. Yeah. I listen to me. Like, That's so good. There could be a lot of people that are like, you you don't want Ken's? Like when I moved to LA, why do you have so many tattoos? Why do you sing in a rock band? Why do you sing that kind of music? Why do you like dance for artists that dance like that? Mm. There are so many opinions and thoughts and I could give a crap less I'm going to do me because yeah. you're not raising my next baby. Oh, but nobody needs a sibling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are you are you going to lay on that bed and push a baby out of your vagina or penis and go through <laughs> all that pain and then think about killing yourself for six months straight every day you wake up? You're going to do that for me? No. Okay. Then quiet down. Oh, my God. I so wish people could see you right now. <laughs> quiet the thoughts down. Yeah. Like, no. yeah. A lot of my, fa- I'm one of, do you have siblings? I have one brother. Yeah. He lives with us. He, okay. Yeah. And, you just, sorry. You just yeah, said that. No, it's okay. Um, I have two sisters. And so, I mean, like I get it. My mom had three children and my family is used to having multiples. And so everybody's like, oh, you know, like give him a sibling. He should have a sibling. Like I, I would love blah, blah, blah. Over Easter. So last week, the whole family's together. I'm outside running around playing with my son. I'm so scared. Okay. Everybody else is inside sitting down around the couch. And in that moment, I was like, this is why. And like, I see, I love my family so much. I know my mom listens to this. I don't want her to be offended, but I'm like, this is why <laughs> you say, have another, give him a sibling. But it's just me. It's me and him. And I'm tired and I don't want to do it. And if go play with him. Go play with him and let me sit down. <laughs> let me I, sit on the couch and talk. <laughs> like, 
I can't tell you the amount of times that that happened where like, you get to be downstairs drinking right now. I have to go to bed early because my ass knows I don't have a choice to wake up in mm-hmm. the middle of the night and feed this dude. Yeah. I don't have a choice to get up at seven and be with him, but you can, you know, you're downstairs drinking and having a good old time, or you get to go out and you get to do that. Like I am not ever going to feel that trapped ever again. Like mm-hmm. I've done it. By, once. Yeah. By choice, not doing it. I, no. And like the amount, like, it, it, it's so much deeper than all that too. Like you're, you're, there's teething that happens. There's, you've got to teach them how to sleep. You've got to teach them how to eat. Um, and then all the behavioral stuff, like, you know, come on. No, mm-hmm. I am not, I'm good. And I'll, also I'm older, I'm 39. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I would be 40 having another kid. I'm going to be 56 when he's 18. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I'm so fine with having, and I'm so glad it's Nova because he's the coolest freaking dude and he's healthy and he's smart. And honestly, Courtney, like the biggest thing that I've taken from this whole experience is like, he's definitely like, I, I tell my Phoenix story, but he's turned me into my Phoenix. Cause I'm a Scorpio. Okay. When's your birth? When's your birthday? I'm a Libra. So October 4th. Oh, okay. Mine's November 4th. And then oh my gosh, Noah is October 19th. So, and my mom's a Libra too. I'm surrounded by Libras uh-huh. a little like this, but that's uh-huh. okay. Um, <laughs> so like a Scorpio has like three different things. It goes from Scorpio to Eagle to Phoenix. And a Scorpio is very like vicious. And we are known for like, we'll sting you revenge, like this and that. And then you turn into an eagle and you're kind of like, oh, you know what? I still hate you, but I'm not going to waste time like getting my revenge. And then the next level is a phoenix where like you burn yourself and you rise up out of the ashes as your highest self. And you just don't even worry about any of that anymore. And had it not been for me turning into a mom and for Nova being here, I would have never reached this. I have so much more compassion as a human now Yeah. towards especially towards moms. Yes. Um, I have, I just see moms and my heart like flutters. I want to help all moms feel human again and feel like themselves again and feel beautiful again. And I didn't have that before. I was very much like, am I okay? Okay. Then we're all okay. Now I'm like, who's not okay around me that I can help be okay. Yeah. And you know, my understanding of humanity and all of that, it, I would have never, I would have never known what it's like to be this selfless, this patient, this understanding, this tolerant, if it weren't for that little dude. Yep. And it sucks that we have to go through such an intensely traumatic period to Mm -hmm. get to that. That Welcome to planet earth. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. I Yeah. I so, so get it. Um, but I, I mean, I could literally talk to you for another hour, but I guess <laughs> maybe I we should, maybe we should wrap this up. I want to respect your time. Thank um, you. I know this, I mean, so incredibly grateful for you. And like, especially now after talking to you, um, there's just like such realness and rawness. And like, I just truly appreciate your transparency with everything and like your like humorous take, you know what I mean? Like the humorous lighthearted perspective on such shitty traumatic stuff. Like you said, um, 
I'm glad I can laugh about it now. Or, yeah. or like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. 100%. There's so many things that at the time, um, it's it's not laughable. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't laugh. People would joke around me. Like I'd watch my family from the side and they're all laughing over there. <laughs> and I'd be like, I just want to laugh again. Uh-huh. And so I'm happy that like. That's coming back. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, I want to ask one final question. So. Sure. What would you say to the mom right now who is just beating herself up, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, what would you say to her? Well, A, I would say I completely understand that. And it's completely normal to feel that way. And um, take it one day at a time. Keep working towards what you do want from your body. Keep showing up for yourself it's hard. I, I always think like, be kind to yourself, but like, that's not realistic in those moments. So just keep showing up, keep doing, you know, make sure you do something for yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Take, even if it's 10 minutes, go on a walk and don't give up. Don't settle for the body that you don't want. Don't settle for the mental state and be open about it. Be honest about it. Don't hide. That makes it worse. Mm-hmm. And it, it will pass it will get better. It will get easier, but don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Where I know that so many of my listeners are now going to want to connect with you and follow you um, if they haven't yet already. So where, where can people go to find you? Um, they can find me on Instagram at, at Claude Racine Valinsky. Okay. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Claude Racine, I think. I'll, I'll look it up and throw it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. I don't do Facebook that much, but that's, yeah, that's yeah. basically like Instagram is where you can reach me. I answer all direct messages. Um, so so amazing. yeah. So yeah. amazing. All right. Well, thank you so, so much. Thank I'm you, Courtney. So, so happy that we got to chat. Same. Thank you for checking out the Chasing Courage podcast. If you vibed with this episode in any way, it would mean the world to me if you shared it with a girlfriend, a fellow mama who might really need to hear this message today, or share it on your social media. If you have any feedback, takeaways, or questions, slide into my DMs on Instagram. I make a point to respond to each and every message. I'll be back next week, same time, same place. But until then, think about it. What will you chase today?